Hey, everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of the TSC News Podcast. I sincerely appreciate y'all checking us out. For those wondering how you can access us, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're on it. We also have an official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Or you could just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or TSC News. Be sure to enable notifications so you never miss an update. We're also on Instagram at TSC News, Twitter at Sports Courier, Facebook.com slash the sports courier sit back relax and enjoy the latest tsc audio all right we're now being joined by scott coker go ahead matt scott back here good to see you again uh talk to me a little bit about the main event i mean that was a pretty fantastic fight there yeah i mean that was a war man those guys went out there and they brought it it's one it's really been a, a while since i've seen a, fl- a slugfest like that it was it was very entertaining to watch and i think that you know, uh, Matt's did a lot of damage on uh, uh, Borix on his legs. Good body shots, good, you know, left hook to the head. I mean, he he brought it in. Borix, to me, just had a better night by just maybe a round or two. I thought it was a very close fight up to the uh, fourth or fifth round. But um, it was very entertaining to watch. Is it a given that Borix is, is next for a title shot? Or do you have to wait and see what goes on with McKee and Pipple? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think he's right in there. And um, both these guys are ranked number two. I don't know how that happened, you know, but the media votes, you know, they, they both voted that, uh, or they all voted that these two fighters were ranked uh, in the same same number. So I think that uh, we're going to wait to see what happens. And um, But I think Borks is right in the, you know, he's, he's right in the, at the top. You had um, two other fights on the main card, really, that, you know, could be argued that the winner should be next for a title with those other ones, too. What happens to a guy like Phil Davis right now? I mean, does, does he sit back and wait to see what happens in the title fight to see where he fits into the picture? Well, listen, we're, we're really excited about San Jose. It's going to be an amazing fight card. Nemkov and Corey, not just fight for the title, uh, Nemkov's defending the belt, but also fighting for a million dollars. There's a lot riding on the line, tournament champion. So let's see what happens. And then, you know, we'll see where they end up on the rankings and We'll make a decision from there, but I, I think Phil's right in line. He's back, fought his way back up to get another shot, in my opinion. He's very close. And then you had the same situation with Johnny Eblen, who beat the guy who's number one. So in theory, when the rankings come out next week, Johnny Eblen's going to be right there in that number one spot. Is is there a case that that he should be next to fight Musasi? You've got a, a guy just like Austin was, who's pretty early in his career, relatively speaking to be fighting a, a champ with as much experience as... Yeah, I think his Jacob. stock went way up today. Um, we do have a couple of the guys that uh, we've been talking about with Gegard, but I think Johnny's name is right up in the mix today after his uh, defeat today. I mean, after his win of Salter today. You don't want to give us those names who you've been talking about for Gegard, do you? I mean, I know he said that he thinks he maybe only has a couple fights left before he decides to hang it up. So, You know, Gegard says that, and then he tells me I want to fight three <laughs> more times before the end of the year. Right. So listen, he's got a lot of watches to buy. So I think we'll be fine. If you saw the documentary from the last fight, he can't just buy one watch. He has to buy 10 watches for his family. So I think we'll be all right. Um, talk to me a little bit about going back to Hawaii. You guys have traditionally gone there in December, which is great for people from the cold parts of the states who go over there to cover it in December. But mm-hmm. now you're going in April. Uh, talk a little bit about the decision to go there this time of year and, and what was behind that? Yeah, you know what? We were planning on going in December of last year. So 
four months ago, but um, Hawaii was on lockdown. A lot of the country was still on lockdown. It was a COVID situation. It was a protocol situation. So we felt like, look, let's just back it off, take a beat. And when it's time, things open up, we'll go back. If you were there, you know, in December of last year, you had to fill out your name and put all your information in a portal for the state of Hawaii. And you'd have, it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of red tape. Now, uh, I think starting March 25th, it's wide open. And you can just show up, and you don't have. There's no red tape to to, uh, to get on the islands, and we felt the timing was right. I think we have a ton of fans in Hawaii. We all love Hawaii. I think our staff can't wait to go to Hawaii. The fighters want to fight in Hawaii. Chris Cyborg was so happy to fight in Hawaii. She was, you know, she was like, I've always wanted to go there and fight. And so, you know, it's an amazing fight card. We're starting the launch of our uh, tournament in the bantamweight division, Barguchi Mix. Man, that's going to be an amazing fight. And then. Pettis fighting Stotts, you know, one of his ex-teammates. I'm really, really excited. And then we, you have Liam McFarlane, who's, you know, Miss Hawaii. So sure. it's it's going to be just a top to bottom, an amazing fight card. We will be announcing on uh, next week uh, uh, the Friday night fights. We will continue with our tradition of doing a Friday night fight uh, in at the Blaisdell. It'll be free for the military, and it'll be free for first responders and medical personnel. Uh, so we'll get the word out of who's fighting and, and all the details of that fight this week. But uh, And then we will be on the islands all week doing seminars on base and working with the USO, working with different uh, community organizations. And uh, we're going to bring Hoist Gracie and a bunch of great fighters and, and just get back to the community there and come on and put on an amazing fight show. Will um, the other uh, Grand Prix semifinals be, uh, be part of that event? And have uh, you guys figured out those matchups yet? Good question. We haven't announced that, but we will announce it probably okay. in another week or so. But uh, the answer is no. The answer is those fighters will probably have to end up fighting sometime in May. Um, we had a decision to make, and we thought about it, and uh, we think it's the right decision. But uh, Magomed Magomedov is uh, in uh, Ramadan, so it's a religious time for them to, uh, you know, not fight and not, you know, train. And, and uh, so we said, okay, that's fine. We'll just wait. We asked everybody if they're okay. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, and they said they're fine. So uh, we're going to wait till probably uh, May sometime to do that fight. Perfect. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Scott, you have lots of history with the city. Three fights with Strikeforce, multiple tent poles with Bellator. What keeps you coming back to St. Louis? You know what? It's um, this fight particularly, and all the fights we did from the very beginning, it was actually Jesse Finney inviting us to come here. And he's had such a rich tradition of, you know, having throwing fights here and he's still promoting, I think eight, 10 fights a year here in the, in the market. And uh, I've always enjoyed working with him and Rob. And uh, when we had, you know, we had a great main event in this fight, we had uh, a date on Showtime and we needed a venue. I said, Jesse, you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta put the Bellator back hat back on and you gotta get to work for us. And I go, you know, but the bad news is you only have three and a half weeks or four weeks to put it together. And look what he did. He did a great job and he's a great promoter. Really, really happy to work with him again. You made a big <laughs> splash last year and had a valid claim with having the best light heavyweight division in MMA. Uh, when you signed Yoel Romero and Robo Johnson and added them to uh, your roster. Can you share any other plans that you have to gain or maintain the market share that Bellator currently has in the MMA landscape? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm really excited about our roster right now. It's the best roster I've ever been associated with in Bellator. And if you think about, let's say, look at our 100 and, 
35 Bantamweight division. Uh, to me, that's the best Bantamweight division in MMA. 145, I think we have the best 145 pounder uh, or pound for pound fighter in the planet. And he's our current champion at 145. Then you go to 170. I think, you know, uh, Emosov is a guy that the current champ can fight anybody in the planet. Go to 185. I think Gegard is the man. He's, look, look at the longevity and how, how many fights that guy's had. He's a veteran. He could, I think on any given night, he beats anybody. And then you go to 205. I think we have the best 205 pound weight class in the planet. And, and to me, it's just a, a commitment to, if you're a free agent and you're going to fight out your contract and you're able to negotiate, give us a call because we're open for business. We're going to continue to grow. And I've always said, we're going to grow fighters from the ground up and we're going to buy free agents from the top down. And that's what makes a great, a great fight company. And we're going to continue to do that. Don Davis issued a challenge online yesterday regarding co-promoting with possible uh, fight between Harrison and Cyborg and the loser pays the production costs. Does who, that who, sound like... Who was that? Don Davis with the PFL. I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um, well, we'll just keep moving then. Yancy yeah. uh, um, Medeiros did ask about being on the fight card in Hawaii. Uh, is that something that you would entertain? Um, I, I repeat that question. I couldn't hear it, please. Yancy Medeiros oh. asked about being on the fight card in Hawaii. Is that something you'd entertain? You know what? I'll tell you, uh, you know, I think Yancy started the strike force, and we have a good relationship with him, and we have a good relationship with a lot of fighters on the island. The only thing is, uh, if you're asking today, right now, uh, we have a lot of fighters on the contract that we need to fight, and we'll probably give it to the fighters that are under current contract. And... Um, uh, but if there's room and he's available, why not? You know, I, I, I don't mind working with him again. Last question. Uh, any word on AJ's return? AJ McKee? No, I'm sorry. Anthony Johnson. Okay, sorry. I was like, Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson, I talked to him about three weeks ago. He's getting better. He's getting healthier. Um, he's not ready to fight by any means, but he's getting his health back together. And I told him, I said, look, you know, life is more important than fighting. And, you have, and you're a young man, you have a lot to look forward to. So get your health together. And if there's a point where you can turn it on and take it to the next level of fight as a professional athlete, we'll be here. So we'll be waiting. Uh, but, you know, take care of your health first. That was the conversation. Jim? Yeah, Jim Barcelona, Miami Herald. Great show tonight. Thank you so much taking the time. I'm curious about Cody and Roman. In Fort Lauderdale, Bellator, when you were here, they fought back-to-back. Ended both bouts quickly. And then tonight, they fought back-to-back. -back, and again, they ended both fights quickly. What are your thoughts of those two and where you see them going from here? Are you um, – and just mentioned, I couldn't understand the first two uh, fighters you mentioned. Cody. Cody Law and Roman. On the pre uh, yes, prelims. Yeah. Ro from American Top yes. Team, American Top okay. Team's two guys. Yeah, listen, those those guys did a great job. And when I think about American Top Team and Dan Lambert, they have an amazing fight camp, a fight gym. And I'm sure you've been there being in Miami, uh, you know, many times. This guy is, th that facility is un unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And when I was sitting there just watching all these top fighters, I mean, just one after another, after another, after another, all, all there to train. And, and Dan told me something when I was there three months ago. He said, 
you know, we don't, we don't have classes. Like, there's no classes here. You can't come here and sign up and do jujitsu classes. This 45,000 square foot gym is for professional fighters that want to fight at the top level only. So you have to be invited to or accepted to train there. And if you are, that means you have a shot at one of the top leagues. Uh, and that's what's unbelievable. But those guys, you know, continue to deliver and deliver. And it's because they have so much talent uh, at that gym. Uh, Dan's been doing a great job. And Scott, where do you see those two fighters in particular going from here? Well, you know what? I think, uh, you know, I mean, Roman had, a, Roman had a good win, and I think, well, both of them had a good win. And I think that, um, you know, we'll probably go back, and, and I hate to say this because I say this over and over, but we'll probably go back and reshuffle the deck, and let's see how they rank, how they move up. And, uh, and uh, we'll, do, we'll sit down with Jane and Mike and determine what happens next for them. But, you know, we'll put them in competitive fights. I don't have any names for you here right now, but, um, you know, maybe in another week or so or a couple of days we'll have maybe some outlook on where they go. All right, last question here, Jay. Hey, Scott. Uh, just a quick one from me. Um, as we see things kind of change in the world right now, I know the plan was to go back to Moscow for Fedor in the mm -hmm. summer, but is there a contingency plan in place? What would you look at targeting? Could it potentially be Japan or the U.S.? You know what? Um, it's... Yeah, it's definitely not going to happen in Moscow uh, this year. We're not going to do Fedor's retirement fight there uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, we'll be looking for an alternative site at some point. But, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to sit down with Fedor when he comes to the San Jose fight card and see what he's thinking. But uh, we had an amazing show planned uh, in, in Moscow. I don't even mind telling you guys this, but we uh, originally had approval uh, to do the fight in Red Square. And it was going to be just a great send off, you know, for the goat, uh, in my opinion. But now we have to pivot and create something else that's great and find another venue and, and find another, you know, amazing site because uh, he deserves to have a great send off and, and we'll do it. It just we, we just don't know exactly where yet. All right. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you. All right. We're now being joined by Adam Boric. First question, Lino. Hey, Adam, congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you so much. How's the leg feeling? I see you limping as you came in. We seen you limping as you were leaving. <sighs> Sorry, what did you ask? Sorry. What the, did you ask? Can the you the leg. How's the leg feeling? Oh, but I think you just gave me my answer. It's horrible. Uh, I felt uh, if I can kick two more or one more calf kick, he's done, but I couldn't kick. I think I, I break my foot. <laughs> Got you. Well, what did you think about Mads dancing tonight? <laughs> he's he's a tough dude, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed, and makes me confident. You know, after five rounds, I wasn't tired, and it was a high space pace. And a lot of people were talking about I cannot go a high high pace. You know, and I think I show everybody I'm I'm ready for the title. I, I can do five rounds easy. So let's go. You really did. Congratulations again. Thank you. I know um, you were hopeful for a title shot if you won this fight. Still hopeful, I'm sure. Um, no, I'm if, not hope. I want. <laughs> if your foot is broken, I mean, uh, 
where do you think that's going to leave you and how, uh, how long do you think it'll, you'll think need to be able to get back in there and start training again? Second part of the year, I'm ready. They are fighting in April. Sure. And after they need a rest, like two, three months also. So I will be ready. Uh, how did you feel like this fight played out compared to what you, how you thought it might go? I mean, did you think it was going to be the kind of fight that you were going to need to go all 25 minutes to get your hand raised? Or did you think you would be able to finish him? Uh, I, I, I was thinking about, like, I thought I can finish him. But he's a tough dude. Did you see his left or right eye? He hit a lot of shots, he hit a lot of knee. He's a tough dude. But I am happy, you know. I show I am a very rounded MMA fighter. My wrestling defense is so much better. I could take him down. So I am so happy with my performance. Does, does going five rounds in a, in a fight like this work out for, to, to your advantage? If yes. you do want that title shot later on? Yes. It, uh, I think it was it was great for me, you know, go five rounds before the title fight, make me confident. So yeah, it was great to fight five rounds. The body work the Mads did in the second and third round seemed as if it may be turning the tide, but seemed like you got a second win in the fourth round. How how did you how did you face that adversity? Or I should say, how did you overcome that adversity? So I was a little bit rest in the third round, get ready for the fourth and fifth round, the championship round, and I, I, I felt great, you know. So, you know, we can learn always. I, I have to go back to the gym and, and still working, but I think uh, I just try to enjoy the process, you know. Looked like you were able to keep him more so on the outside after uh, the third round. Uh, did you work on that in camp? Did you know about his body striking? I just, I just went with the motion, you know. I went to the fight. Okay. Uh, right after the showboating, you busted his nose. I know you said you had a lot of fun fighting him and it seemed like you all had good camaraderie. Was that a little bit of vindication, though? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. We'll take just a couple more here. Luis, your line is live. Hey, Adam. Uh, first, congratulations for your win. Thank and you. like uh, Scott already said, uh, we can see right now one of the best versions of Bellator. And in this fight, we saw two new contenders in the featherweight division. What are your thoughts about being this new generation that we are seeing coming to Bellator? I work so hard for this. And I am happy to be part of the Bellator. You know, this is the new generation, especially in featherweight. So I'm just happy to be here. After this five-round fight, do you feel ready for a title fight? I am ready for the title fight. Thank you so much and enjoy your night. Thank you. All right, Alex. Uh, yeah, um, Adam, amazing performance uh, and what an amazing fight. The last two rounds, you really fought with a renewed fire and energy. Did you feel you were maybe losing the fight or were you looking to show your conditioning by stepping it up in the final rounds? No, I was just like, I, I felt I have still energy. So I went uh, harder in the fourth and fifth round just to show I am ready for the title. Well, congrats on the win. Another thank big you. one for you, of course. Thank you, thank you. Um, you talked the other day about figuring that he was going to be a tough guy to put away yep. and a, a tough yep. guy to finish. Was that how um, things kind of played out in there? Was it pretty much what you expected? Absolutely. You know, um, every now and then you, you get one or two guys. Uh, some people, 
they get finished with a kimura or armbar, let's say, whatever, rear naked, and it makes them so angry that they almost will themselves to not fix it. And then you get other people that get finished in, in an armbar, kimura, rear naked, whatever, and they refuse to get finished that way again. So I was actually hoping for the, for the former, and he, he turned out to be the latter. <laughs> um, that takedown in the, in the third, he fought it off for a few beats there, yeah. and, then, and then it was just kind of like vintage Phil, just scoop him up and carry him for a few steps. And uh, was that sort of the, I mean, there's no turning point in a fight that, mm -hmm. that you win in a sweep on the scorecards, but, but was that the point you knew, all right, this, this is good, like he seems like he's kind of out of, out of gas there? Right, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not, when I, when I try to explain the sport to people who haven't fought, it's not enough to just punch a guy and make him hurt. You have to absolutely take away his, his, his ability to win mentally, his, his hope of winning the fight. And uh, he probably felt he was down two rounds and getting a, a, a takedown midway through the third, might have, that probably would have put the nail in the coffin. And then he can kind of, you know, he's feeling that and he was fighting like hell not to get taken down there. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a big one. As you're carrying him ac across there, are you thinking in your mind at that early, all right, I'm going to get him down, I'm going to be able to work for that arm? Or is um, that something that you don't think about until until, until it's presented? I, yeah. 100%, I just take what's there. And um, he, the arm was there. He presented the arm there. Um, but again, his defense was uh, much better, much better this time around. Do you, um, do you look at the stats? Do you look at your resume? I mean, I think they mentioned on the broadcast, you hadn't had a submission in coming up on seven years or something like that. Is, how bad? I haven't had a submission in seven years? I think, it, I think they said 2015. Does that sound right? I thought I subbed Lee McGarry. How, how long ago was that one? Was I don't like, know. I'd have to look back at it. But regardless. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You would know better than me. Put it like that. You would know better than me. I'm dead serious about that. That was them on the broadcast that, where <laughs> I heard it. I didn't even look it up. So... <laughs> Bad on me for that if, if okay. it was sooner than that. But is that something that you look at? So when you're fishing for that arm, are you going, God, I really want this. I really want this. I really want to submit him. <laughs> no. No. <It's> not. <laughs> no, I literally have not thought about that. Uh, <laughs> it's been seven years. And I just need a slump buster. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> and I just, I just do whatever's there. I just do what I do. And I, you know, it, there's times when I take a guy down. And what feels most natural is to punch him, not even look for a submission. Mm -hmm. And he seemed like one of those guys that has a, a powerful, just like a burst, like a, a really strong bump. So being a little bit loose and trying to punch him is going to give him a stand up. So just, you just kind of go by the general feel. What's the next step for you at this point? I mean, do you, do you sit back and wait to see how that title fight plays out and then see where you fit in the picture? I mean... So next for me is uh, ice bath, two ibuprofens, and then, you know, we'll go from there. Then one sort of interesting one, I think in the, going back to that last seven years thing, seven or so years, you, you've got four losses. They're two to each of the two champs at light heavyweight and heavyweight, and three of those are split decisions. That's, that's insane, right? That's an <laughs> insane thing to think about. What's more important to you at this point, getting the title back or avenging those two losses or would it be great to if you could do both at the same time um well gotta go up to heavyweight to fight Bader and to tell you the truth 
Uh, he looks fairly unstoppable at heavyweight. <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Um, so if he brings his butt back down, got my chance. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, it's just about beating whoever's in front of me. I love fighting. I love preparing. I love training. Uh, I'm gonna beat whoever's in the cage with me. Phil, in the pre-fight press conference, you said that you thrive in enemy territory. Yeah. But I think you had a couple friendly faces in the crowd tonight. Uh, was was that your mother and your brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my mom, my, my mother and my brother are here. And I also, uh, my mom's whole side of the family, She uh, she's from Chicago. So okay. I also had some family make, make the trip over. And I have some other family uh, down in Topeka. So they... They made the long haul up from Topeka. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I got, I got a little bit of family everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you got a chance to uh, fight in front of your mom or compete in front of her? In, in front of my, my mother? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, September 19th. Okay. San Jose. Nice. Um, did he surprise you in any way with anything that he did? Um. He, he's oddly, I don't know how powerful he looks and just, uh, you know, he, he's very mechanically powerful. A lot of guys, just to give you a, you know, a polar opposite, like uh, Yoel Romero, he winds up and he swings hard and you see that power. But with a guy like uh, Julius, he's very straight and direct and he has really good, you know, like mechanical power. So I don't know if, like, a lot of times you might even see somebody get, like, knocked out with a jab or something. It's by a guy like that. Yeah. Did you surprise yourself in any way in this fight? Um, you know, every now and then, um, there's some takedowns that I just, I just go for. I just, yeah, let's just wait. Let's just see what happens. Uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of those body lock positions. Um. I just love doing grabbing somebody upper body and and uh, letting it rip. So uh, that was a, that was actually a good fun for me. All right. Even uh, the one that didn't work out, it was still uh, fun to see what position we end up in. Cool. Uh, last question: Did you see Batman? And if so, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? Say it one more time. Did you go see Batman? Man, I, I try to do everything. To go see Batman. You know what? If we're gonna do it, I'm gonna blame it on Blurt Watson. Okay. Bert Watson, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Bert said, Bert said you need to be back by seven o'clock for your for a weight check. And I, you know, obviously, I respect all Bert's rules. He's a man. He's been running fight fight game for just about as long as I've been alive. So I got, I can't go. And Batman's three hours long, man. I gotta go to like a you know a one o'clock show just to make it back in time for from a curfew. You know, otherwise. My work dad's going to come down on me. All right, we'll take a couple more. Kobe? Hey, Phil, another clinical performance. Awesome fight. And I think Bert's been doing it for longer than you've been alive, just so you know. <laughs> right? But do you, yeah, feel like, do you feel like you're still learning or no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's all in uh, the subtle things now. How to... Um, you know, how to punch and not be punched. Uh, I feel like I progressively get better at that. Um, how to work in more strikes into my takedowns and my submissions. Um, I'm discovering like, you know, different, playing around with some like rubber, rubber guard, different things I didn't think 
were my game. I feel like I, I say that every, at least every month. I'm like, you know, I didn't think I'd ever be able to do a move like this. You know, I didn't think I'd ever be able to do a, you know, go, go Plata or whatever. So and, you're, you're, and your last two fights, you were very patient in the cage. Is that more about, about the opponents or about the way you've progressed? Um, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. I like to, um, now it's about wasting less energy, um, and, and being more explosive. I, I wish I had like one of those, uh, like super explosive bursts. I, I tend to be, um, like a longer, longer high intensity burn, but, uh, I've been working on just kind of being more, more steady and then, uh, condensing my motion into more powerful movements. All right, last one here, Jay. Thanks very much. And uh, Phil, congrats on the win. Good to see you back. And, uh, you know, Thank we you. talked a little about that that Bader heavyweight idea before the fight, and now you've mentioned it tonight. How seriously interested would you be in that opportunity? Anything's possible. Like I said, anything's possible. If God made him, man walks on two feet, I'll fight him. But Mr. Mr. Bader is very... Uh, he looks, he looks tremendous at heavyweight. I'm very proud of his last fight. <laughs> he looked, he looked like, a, like a savage. Do you think forgoing the weight cut would have a, an advantage for yourself as well, or are you better suited for 205 maybe? Uh, I think I'm better suited for 205. I, I've been this size since I was 17 years old. So this is, this is my frame. I've, I've added a little bit more meat to my upper body, but um, this, is, this is pretty much my frame. But I mean, I'm I'm down to I'm down to clown. Uh, I'll dance around wherever. Put a, All right. Know, put a right opponent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Congratulations again. All right. Thank you very much, Phil. Appreciate the time.